So if you're listening, you're saying, oh, man, I really want to know about that little spoon that Travis is going to talk about because <laughs> this spoon is awesome. We probably got the most comments on this little spoon than any other product yes. while traveling. Little... Like just complete strangers will come up and ask where the spoon came from. Yeah, the little spoon is great. So we'll get to <laughs> what that is. The Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast. Episode 333, the world's most expensive stroller, according to thestrollersite.com, and who is going to argue with them, is the Silver Cross Balmoral Stroller, which if you get one of their limited editions, can run upwards of $6,500. That's taking the idea of a silver spoon to a whole nother level. Now that we're traveling around with an infant, packing light becomes even more of a necessity because I know I'm going to be schlepping around a bunch of stuff for wit. So that means that I have to continue to pare down my items smaller and smaller and smaller so that I am not feeling like a pack mule when I'm deciding to go traveling. That's why for me, still to this day, the number one backpack that I am going to use is going to be the Tortuga backpack. They have a bunch of different varieties now, but every single one, even their biggest one, is legal travel carry-on size. So if you want the best travel carry-on out there, and again, you can pick from a variety of sizes and a variety of styles over at TortugaBackpacks.com, head on over to their website. Don't forget to use the promo code EPOP. That's E-P-O-P, all capital letters, because that'll get you 10% off your entire order. Also, don't forget, we've got three other things I want to make you aware of that are designed to help you travel further, better, and cheaper. First, locationindie.com. If you want to build a lifestyle around a job that allows you to work anywhere in the world and travel whenever you want, check it out, locationindie.com. Get on our email newsletter list. We've got a ton of free goodies for you there. Second, right from your phone, you're probably listening from your phone right now, you can go onto either the App Store or the Google Play Store and download our new app called Jetto, J-E-T-T-O. That is going to allow you to pick the airports that you want to see cheap flights out of. And when you get a cheap flight, you're going to get a notification right to your phone that's going to allow you to see right away whether you want to take that flight or not. These are the best flights out there. Think 40% off or greater. And lastly, we've got a brand new podcast, but we need your help. Submit your favorite travel questions, the ones that you want answered, whether they're about frequent flyer miles, hotel points, that type of question, or whether they're general travel questions. You can submit those at extrapackofpeanuts.com slash ask, that's A-S-K, or you can do it on social media, on Twitter or Instagram. Just make sure that you tag your question with hashtag AskEpop. Thanks for those questions, guys. We look forward to that new podcast. But right now, let's dive into today's show. Here we go. Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. 
I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and joining me today is someone who has only got pooped on on a plane once, at least to my knowledge, once, my wife, constant travel companion, and the one who usually has to deal with wit, our little guy, and some of his uh, issues while flying, Heather. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> what do you even say to that? Yes, Wit one time had a blowout on a flight. Was it his second flight, I believe, coming home from Florida? And, you know, we managed pretty well. I actually didn't get any... Right, on you. On me, but it was all over Wit, and I was literally holding him out away from me. Lion King style. She's Lion like King holding style. him out. Well, yeah. because it was during the process of landing, so I couldn't get out of my seat, and I had to wait until we landed and got off the plane so it was a little challenging but we survived so in, in 10 months do. he's 10 months now so in 10 months only one major i wouldn't even say it's a major issue but only one issue while flying and i say it's only happened once to my knowledge because you have taken quite a few more flights with him than i have yeah we've done some solo trips without you for so sure. you are the expert when it comes to today's show for two, for a few reasons. One, you've traveled with Wit, our our infant, much more than I have. Second, you are much more in tune with the infant travel gear and kind of what a baby needs. I'm still at the point where when I'm packing his diaper bag for him to go to to our parents for like four hours, still not sure everything that he needs. <laughs> and this is ten months in. Yeah. So. He, and you also don't pack it well. You kinda of just throw them all in everything in the bag and I try to organize it in the compartments. But you know, mom style, dad style. I think everybody knows dad style is not usually as Yes organized thorough as organized. Or thorough. I mean at least in this situation <laughs> it isn't. So what we're gonna be giving to you today guys is our best tips and also the best gear that we recommend for traveling with an infant. As we mentioned, we have a 10-month-old right now, so we have done quite a bit of traveling in those first 10 months. We've taken when it was, let's give people just a little recap of the travel so that we Get get a little bit of cred here for traveling this much with a ten month old. Okay, when well, when Wit was less than one month old, we drove all the way to New Hampshire, which is a seven hour road trip. That was his first extensive trip. When he was three months old, we took his first flight. We went to Florida and back. Then after that, we went to Nashville and back. We went to Budapest. Yeah, we took his first big international flight when he was, what, five? Seven six, months. Seven months. Turning seven there months. Um, we went to Hungary. We went to Spain. Then we went to Vancouver, British Columbia, and then back home. And then we went back up to New Hampshire on another road trip. So we've done small trips in the U.S. We've done a few international trips. So I would say that we've run the gamut when it comes to travel with an infant. And we've made certainly a lot of mistakes and we've changed our travel. I, what mistakes? I don't, I'm not sure if I've made any mistakes. I get, when I say mistakes, <laughs> I guess we've learned a lot of lessons yes. along the way, uh, which is, which has led us. Yeah, I guess they're not really mistakes because you don't, you don't know until you've done it. So our hope with this list is that we've gotten a lot of questions about people wanting this exact podcast. So if you're one of these people that asked the question, thank you. Um, we, you know, people saying like, what do I do traveling with an infant? Not just what's the experience like, cause we'll give you some tips and tricks as you go along, but really what stuff do I need to bring? And so there are certainly the first couple trips where we brought 
things or forgot certain things or didn't know of certain things that have since made our life easier. So this is our, from all of our own experience, and this is going to be a list of the things that we recommend that make your trip better, make your life easier, make it more convenient, and we'll get into all of those things as we go through here. So we've got a bunch of items on this list. We're going to run through these. Don't forget, you can get the show notes because we're going to mention a lot of different products. So if you're listening, you're saying, oh man, I really want to know about that little spoon that Travis is going to talk about because <laughs> this spoon is awesome. We probably got the most comments on this little spoon than any other product yes. while traveling. Little... Like just complete strangers will come up and ask where the spoon came from. Yeah, the little spoon is great. So we'll get to <laughs> what that is and we'll link it all up in the show notes. You can get that extra pack of peanuts.com slash shows. That'll get you the show notes for this show and all of our other shows as well. So if you're listening on your phone and you know and you're on Apple Podcaster or anything like that, you can go there, get those show notes. And we recommend you do because that'll be a nice little list, a handy list for you there. So you can work your way down. If you have an infant or you're going to have an infant or you're just interested in buying gifts for someone you know who's traveling with an infant, this is going to be your go-to right here. So we're going to start off with the big ticket items. And the biggest of big items or the thing that we get asked the most about is what stroller? Should I bring a stroller? What stroller should I bring? Because this is going to be your the biggest item you bring, the heaviest item you bring, and the one that has the most potential to, in my mind, kind of make or break a trip. Yeah, definitely. And I know of some people, and when I say some people, I mean one person, our team member, Tiffany, who doesn't have a stroller, never bought a stroller at all for her little new girl, Senua. And they went to Ireland, and I think... Where else did they go? I can't remember, They've but they, they went to Portugal. Ireland for sure. In Portugal, that's right. And I don't believe they had a stroller. I did not ask her how it went, and I should have. But she's the only person I know who traveled with an infant without having a stroller. I'm a big advocate of having a stroller. I think it's really convenient to have one while traveling. The The child is pretty, you know, more comfortable. You don't have to carry them around the whole time. And you can usually store things in the stroller as well so that you don't have to be toting around a child and child baby things. And this is one of the biggest lessons that I learned. So our first trip when we went on a plane, we went down to Florida. We had the Upper Baby Vista, which is an awesome, awesome stroller to, to have. I mean, we love it. We got it because it's big and can go for anything. It rolls awesome. It's a great stroller for everyday use. Yeah. And especially when your baby is a newborn. So we we have two strollers on this list. We have the the Duna, which is a car seat stroller, and then we have the Upa Vista. And the Vista we took when Wit was was a newborn, and it also comes with a baby bassinet. So it is a little bit of a bigger stroller, but if you you can check it on the plane at the gate, it's not a horrible thing to travel with. It's just a little bulky. But I will say that having that newborn bassinet, I mean, Wit slept in that the whole time we were in Florida. He slept in it when we went to New York City while we were walking around. So that is a plus for that stroller. Now, it is bulky. So if you want something a little bit smaller, we also have the Duna stroller, which is actually a car seat that turns into a stroller. So it's super compact, and that helps you if you need a car seat. You don't have to bring a stroller and a car seat. Right. So you guys know that I don't get excited about buying stuff very often or certain products. After we took a trip with the Upper Baby Vista, and when Heather says it's a little bulky, it's it's big. It's made to be rugged. It's made to have multiple kids on it if you have multiple kids, which is, again, great for an everyday stroller at home. We took it on that trip to us with us um, to Florida, and it... 
it was very hard to lug around. Carrying it was a it was a beast. It got ripped and broken. That was on actually the, when we went to Spain. Right, when we went to Spain and, and Budapest because we yeah. took it on that trip. It was just big and bulky. And so it's for me, it was tough to travel with. So when I saw this Duna baby, this Duna car seat, I my eyes lit up. Heather will tell you, I was excited instantly. I told a bunch of our friends about it because it is made specifically for traveling. So it is a car seat that you hit a button and wheels fold out. When we went on this trip to Budapest and Mallorca, we didn't have a car seat. We were going to have to rent a car seat, which becomes very expensive. Can um, Actually, co- was going to cost us more to rent the car seat than the actual car per day. So if you are looking for one that's specifically for travel, I cannot recommend highly enough the Duna. And again, it's a car seat that turns into a stroller. It folds up. It's a little heavier than a regular car seat. But obviously, then you're just bringing one item instead of both a stroller and a car seat. Um, I love the Duna. I think it's perfect for people who need something for traveling. With the downsides of, you know, it doesn't lean back. So your baby is sitting a bit upright. It it doesn't have multi-position. Well, the baby is sitting in a car seat. So it it can't, the the child can't sit all the way up. Whereas now that it's 10 months, he likes to be sitting all the way up. And if he falls asleep, he likes to be all the way back. So... I, I would say that if, you know, it depends on the, on the style of your trip for sure. If you are going to be renting a car or you need a car seat, 100% take the Duna. If you don't think you're going to be in a car very often, you're going to be walking more, I would recommend the Uppa or the, the Vista or the, the Uppa makes also smaller strollers than the Vista. So it's just totally up to you what type of style your trip is going to be and how long it's going to be. How long it's going to be. If you're going to stay somewhere for a longer length of time, maybe a month, two months, three months, you might want that big bulk. It's worth taking that bigger, bulkier stroller because you're going to be using it all the time. But if you're going on a regular length trip, right, you're not going somewhere to to bunk in a little bit. To me, love the Duna. I love that it was a car seat and a stroller. I can't recommend it enough. Yeah, You could check it out, extrapackofpeanuts.com slash Duna, D-O-O-N-A. We have a special link for that. And I will say this about having a car seat, which, you know, a lot of people say yes or no. Should we bring one? Should we not bring one? If you're renting a car, you need a car seat. It's so expensive to rent car seats, at least from the major carriers. So, you know, your Hertz, your Avis, whatever. When we tried to rent a car in Spain, well, we did rent a car. It was $12 a day for the car. It was going to be $15 a day per car seat. We had two kids with us, not our own, one and then our, our friend's kid. And we were sitting there thinking, so we rented a car instead of for seven days, we rented a car for two because it was 30 bucks for two cars. Right. So you need a car seat if you rent a car. You also need a car seat for an Uber. So if you're planning to Uber somewhere, you need to have a car seat. However, if you are just going to be taking a taxi, it is not required by law to have an infant or a child in a car seat in taxi. So, I mean, if you're comfortable with that, you can get away with it. Right, right. So in our opinion, again, it depends on the type of travel, but we brought a car seat, a full car seat, and that full up a baby vista with us on our first two trips, the one to Florida and the international one to Spain and Mallorca. Or we didn't bring a car no, seat. No, we that did time. not bring a car but seat. But sorry, to Florida, we brought both. And I felt like a pack mule because carrying around <laughs> a car seat and yes. a big stroller was quite a bit. So again, if, you, if you're looking for a once, uh, one size fits all, you could check out the Duna. Um, but highly recommend a car seat if you're going to be going somewhere and you're going to be renting a car because it's just, 
It's expensive. Yeah. It's worth it to bring one on your own. So another way to carry your baby is to have a baby carrier. And we also have two recommendations for this. I have a Solly baby wrap, which is just one of those like long blankets that you wrap around yourself or as, as a wrap and you put the baby inside it. The reason I recommend this is because it's very small and pack packs up into itself into a pocket. I mean, I can fit it in my hand. So... It's, it's great the for size traveling. Of like a very a small blanket. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. So I took that on every trip with me until it was around eight months old. At eight months old, he can still fit in it. It's not that he's too heavy. It's that he wants to be more mobile and he wants to be facing out. And in the Solly baby wrap, and I think most baby wraps like that, you can't face the baby outwards. So then we started bringing with us the Ergo baby, and we have the Ergo baby three sixty. The baby can face in, the baby can face out, and it's really, really comfortable, especially if you're going to be having the baby on you for a long period of time. It has lots of support yeah, ties. Backs, like, and, top, like upper back support, lower back support. It's it's bulkier to bring with you, but worth it because the, the kid's sitting in something with a bit more form. Yes. And it's not as hard on you. You can, you like when I have the Ergo baby on, and I have two hands free. I mean, yeah, he's in my way. I can't do anything I want to do. But essentially, it's a really nice setup. And I feel like I could wear that if need be. If we Let's say we didn't have a stroller with us or we're going out for four or five hours a day. Feasibly, I could wear that out all day. Yes. And, you know, we wore it hiking when we were in Canada. So it's definitely something I would recommend more if you're doing an adventurous trip like that where you're outside and you're hiking. A tip for the Ergo or the Solly baby wrap, wear it to the airport. So when I, especially when I traveled solo with Wit, I put the, both of them, when I did the Ergo and the Solly baby wrap, I put it on me before we got to the airport so that when we got into the airport, I could put Wit in it. And then I have my hands free because when you go through security, you have to break down the stroller. And then what do you do with the baby if you're by yourself? You don't have any hands if you're holding the baby. So this I, is an experienced mom <laughs> tip because when I went through, after you've done this, had done this a few times solo, I went through carrying wit through security. I'm like, oh, I'll carry them. And I remember trying to get everything out of my pockets and put everything on the, the little thing that goes through. And I was thinking, wait, why does Heather always make this so easy? Like I have wit in one arm and I'm like balancing him. And then she was like, yeah, I put him in the ergo or the wrap beforehand. So I have both hands free. I thought... Wow. Yeah, smart, that's, right? That's now, a mom life. I feel yeah. like when I had him in the Solly baby, it was fine. I think one time when I had him in the Ergo, they made me also take the Ergo off. And I'm not sure which country that was. It might have been Canada. So I don't remember exactly, but most of the time, especially with the thinner like Solly wrap, I didn't have to take Wit out. When we do have Wit with us, we have also then had the need for some sort of crib. And when we... We first did this, as Heather mentioned, when he was younger, he could sleep in that little, when he was two months when we went to Florida, three months almost, he slept in that little bassinet that came with the upper baby stroller, which was great. Obviously, they grow out of that pretty quickly. Yeah, around four months. And you need to come up with some sort of plan to keep them in a crib, which we did have and worked not the best, but I think this is more based on Wit wanting to sleep with us and his own you know, desires than the actual product. But we're talking about having some sort of pack of, pack and play. And if you have a pack and play, you know that these can be 
really, really big and really heavy. And even when we went to Florida, our friends didn't didn't bring theirs because they it was too big, and they bought one at Walmart because they're going to be there for a week. But then you you know you're out eighty bucks, and you're not going to bring it home with you. They actually just left it there. So Heth, you found a pack and play that's pretty portable and light because it's made for travelers. Yes, and it even turns into a backpack, like the bag that it carries in. You can wear it as a backpack that can be a carry on, depending on if you have. You know, if you want to carry on only travel. So it's called the Guava Family, and it's the Lotus Crib. It's very lightweight. It also, the mattress is is kind of thin, so it's not very plush, but any travel stroller, or sorry, travel pack and play you buy is going to have a very thin mattress. What I like about this one is that the mattress is on the floor. It's not raised up at all. So it doesn't have any weight limits. A lot of pack and plays, you know, after your child reads a certain, reaches a certain weight, they can no longer be in it because it's not safe. But this rests directly on the floor. It also, one side of it, zips completely open so that the baby can come in and out. Or if your baby needs to be comforted, you can lay with them in the pack and play. And then when they fall asleep, you can come out and zip it back up. So those are some really cool features for the Guava Family Lotus pack and play. And when we went to Budapest and Spain, we did not bring a pack and play. We knew that when we were in Spain, we would have a crib because the hotel we were staying at had one. But in Budapest, we rented an Airbnb. And I have to say that it was a struggle, especially with the jet lag that Wit was sleeping with us in bed. I thought it would be fine for a week, but it was brutal. And it also somewhat ruined him at this point because he (laughs) for a week had to sleep with us in Budapest in our bed because we didn't have this pack and play at that point. This is when we went home and I remember saying to Heather, find a pack and play for travel because this was awful. He was jet lagged. So he's sleeping with us. So he's waking up in the middle of the night for hours. You know, of course, he's waking us up. Then he wants to sleep during the day. All that's understandable. The problem then became afterwards and even since, and this was this was four or five months ago, he's still used to now sleeping with us. He was getting used to his crib. Now he's used to sleeping with us. So he's having a hard time going back to his crib because we we let him sleep with us yeah. for that trip. Yeah, well, it was actually more the trip where we were gone for two months over the summer when he um, we had the Guava family pack and play and he did sleep in it. But since he wasn't in his nursery, he he didn't he didn't love it. So anyway, whatever you do, what works for you. If you want to co sleep, if you want to have a pack and play, this is totally you know your style of parenting. But the pack and play. But if you want to pack and play, we recommend the guava. Yeah, family. the guava family, and even I can vouch for this. It's it's a bit pricey, but it's worth its weight in gold when it comes to the fact of of how lightweight it is and how easy it is to carry around. And like Heather said, it just turned into this little backpack. So when you are schlepping around, even if you have all the lightest travel gear, you have the Duna as your stroller and car seat, you have the Guava family as a pack and play, it's Guys, still a decent amount I of stuff. I solo traveled with the wit to Vancouver, British Columbia, and I had the Duna stroller. I had the Guava family pack and play. I had a carry-on suitcase for me and then a tiny suitcase for wit. It was so much stuff. I mean, I don't know how I could have packed any <laughs> lighter. You couldn't have. Those are things made f- specifically for travel and yeah. to be light. So it's just is what it is. Even when you do it as well as you can, it's going to be a decent amount of stuff. So everywhere that you can get something that's made specifically for travel, that's one of the lessons we learned. The better, you know. In the beginning, we didn't have anything. We're like, oh, we'll just use our normal stuff. We realized after that first trip. 
okay, maybe we should start looking for travel-centric stuff, especially if you're going to travel a decent amount, because it's it's just so much easier if you're hopping on and off planes. I mean, we even use the Guava family, and then we'll get off the pack-and-play thing, but we use the Guava family even for going over to my parents' house, which is only 15 minutes down the road, because you just fold it up, throw it in the car, go. He could sleep in that at their house, so it's just a great little... A great little invention for whether you're traveling far or near. We just love the the Guava family pack and play. One of the other things you're going to need, and this is no matter whether you're traveling or not, is a good diaper bag. This thing's going to get beat up. You're going to use it all the time. And for you, you have one that you've fallen in love with and that I, when I take out and I'm just with wit on my own, people always give me comments, usually women. They're like, hey, that's a really nice diaper bag. I'm like... <laughs> Thanks, Thank I you. guess. <laughs> so I'm a fan of having a diaper bag that's a backpack because it's just more comfortable. And of course, you can use any old backpack. But me being who I am, I wanted to have a stylish one. So my favorite is a small company that does not have the bags in any stores. You have to order them from their website. And that is called Fond Design. Absolutely love this backpack. It's made of, it's the faux leather, but it's super durable. It's very streamlined. Inside has lots of pockets. I got this from my sisters as a gift, and it is a little expensive. I think it's $150. I will say this. I have used this diaper bag every single day and on every single trip since Wit was born. He is 10 months old. That is a lot of use. Literally slept it on every plane, on every mode of transportation, ferries, <laughs> trains, you name it. And it still looks really beautiful and nice and it's comfortable to wear. So it has a backpack strap and then it also has a long strap. So either way you want to wear it. Yeah, and the, the f I didn't even know it was faux leather. Are you sure it's not real leather? I think it's Well, like whatever a it is, it holds up really leather. well. Yeah. And when you say faux leather, I always think like crappy, but it's no, really it's nice. nice. So whatever it is, whether it's faux or real leather, it holds up well. It looks almost brand new still, and that's three hundred plus days of using it and using it hard all the time. It still looks great. So and I if you're a dude You'll get complimented by other women. They'll <laughs> it's be like, not too feminine. You know, they have different well, colors. I have a gray one. They have a brown one, a black one. It's they have a pink one. I didn't get the pink one. Uh, true. <laughs> also, something that is feminine and that isn't as big a deal to me because I've never had to personally use it. We're talking about a breast pump. All right. Let's get real here about breastfeeding. So whether you have to exclusively breastfeed and you don't need a pump, that's great. If you only use bottles, that's fine too. And you use formula. However, if you are breastfeeding and you need to bring a breast pump with you, I have two recommendations, the ones that I used. I brought them on the first few trips because I needed to, to pump a lot when it was Newer, I guess up until almost five months, I had to pump every single day. And that was the Medela Pump in Style. So that's an electronic one. It's covered by insurance companies. So it's usually the one that people get. It's pretty small and easy to travel with. However, if you don't want to travel with something that big, Medela makes what's called the Harmony Breast Pump, and it's a manual pump, and it's very small. So it could fit in your backpack if you're traveling with just a backpack or a carry-on suitcase. It's yeah. perfect for that. I mean, it obviously takes a little bit longer and is a little more inconvenient because you have to hand pump, but it's super much smaller. Portable. Super portable. It's the size of 
like a spray bottle or something yeah. like that. So super portable, very easy. So whether you decide to go electronic or manual, Medela's kind of the brand to know. Yeah, I mean, other companies make... Uh, ones that are electronic that are cordless that I guess are battery operated or I mean all sorts of crazy things I didn't get into that but you certainly can find things that would be even easier to travel with probably but I recommend those two and especially because the Medela pump and style is covered by insurance and the Harmony breast pump I think is 40 bucks so it's was not it even that much the manual one I think it was yeah Oh, I just checked online too, and it was forty-one. Bucks, but no, it definitely wasn't. You know how they do it with baby stuff. It's like <laughs> weddings; they'll upcharge everything because you kind of need to get it. Yeah. So, um, on that note, talking about feeding your kid, if you need bottles and bottle wipes, Heth, you always were a proponent of just bringing three bottles along because that was enough. Where, you know, it obviously we'd have to wash them quite frequently when Wit was eating out of a bottle six times a day or something, but. Three was enough that it, it didn't take up a ton of room in your diaper bag, but it also then allowed you yeah, not to have to clean I, a bottle every single yeah, time. Yeah, if you had only one, that would be very challenging. You could probably I feel like get I was always cleaning two. bottles with three, yeah. so like I don't know if I'd go under three. Yeah, I, I think three is, is a nice magic number for having a bottle. And for traveling on the go, I would often have the bottle wipes, which you can find everywhere. Um, I, I liked the Medela wipes because I think their soap is really nice for you know not having any bad things in it for the baby but really any bottle wipes will work and that way if you're on the go and you don't have a sink you can just literally rinse it out use the wipe and it cleans it so that's definitely something that I would highly recommend having and as far as bottles our favorite bottles were the Tommy Tippy are still are we still use them the Tommy Tippy bottles what loves them you know, you every baby's different though, so. Yeah, make sure we did learn like the zero nipples are hard for him to, you know, after a certain time, I was like, why is this kid taking so long to eat yeah. this bottle? Well, the zero nipple makes it like impossible to get right. stuff yes, out. They have levels them. of nipples. Yeah. Who knew? Zero, ones, twos. Right. So like so. we went and got him a one and the kid's sucking down a bottle. We got him a two. It's like basically flowing into his mouth. I'm like, okay, this is much quicker. So yeah. So newbie parents, we had no idea that you could have had, different, I had different no levels idea. of nipples. I had no idea. No idea. Uh, who knew we, who knew we're talking about luggage now and for us if you guys have listened to this show at all you know that we are big proponents of trying to travel with just carry-ons for a lot of reasons uh, cost you don't have to pay for the check bags you know you just you don't have to wait in line your you, bags won't get lost that, that's the most important to me is that your bags won't get lost and, and probably the most important to me is that it's you're just not schlepping around huge amounts of stuff now with a kid of course, you're going to have to carry some of the things we mentioned. So to me, it's almost more important now to travel with just to carry on because I know I'm going to be bringing his stroller, if it's a Duna or whatever. Yes. I know I'm going to be bringing his pack and play. So it's like, all right, I'm going to try to cut weight wherever I can. Right. We do it in just to carry on. Well, so- okay. I want to put out a small side note about what we do it in just to carry on. We have never packed in only two carry-ons for you, me, and Wit. That's not true. We certainly have because we're going to give them a tip of how to do it. I mean, I guess it's a bit This of... is like borderline, not actually two carry-ons. No, this is the trick. I, this counts. This counts <laughs> this to me. Counts. I have my carry-on backpack. You yeah. have your rolling yes. carry-on away luggage. I have my Tortuga. And we put Wit's 
stuff in a little duffel bag. Yes. So we use the Tortuga duffel bag. You can check that out. It, it's, it's, it's it's very cool. small. It, works well. it fits with clothing and extra bottles and all those things pretty perfectly. So just to give people a thing, we use that duffel bag and we usually put his stuff in packing cubes. So it's really, this is a good tip, really easy to get to. So we know, all right, his pajamas are in one packing cube. So when you have to pull out pajamas in the middle of a plane, you're not just throwing stuff everywhere. You're saying, all right, cool. Let, let me get this thing out of packing cube I knew which one it's in so we put his stuff in packing cubes in a duffel bag and then we put this duffel bag in the stroller bag yes so if you this is the secret if you bring a stroller bag or if you decide to bring a car seat you check these things um usually at the gate the car seat usually you check at the desk when you check in first come in either way you do it with either item usually you have them in a travel bag well you just throw the baby stuff in that travel bag there's plenty of room to put a small duffel bag in that's how we've gotten away with not having to actually check any things other than the car seat or the stroller yeah and just put it right in the stroller this was a tip our, our buddy frank gave us he was like this is great uh, we should mention when you're checking really quickly, when you are checking at the gate, you have your stroller and you're checking it at the gate. So you bring it all the way to the gate with you. Then you pack it up in its bag and you check at the gate. A lot of people don't use bags. We recommend using bags. And one of the cool things to know is that some companies, including Up a Baby, I'm not sure about Duna, but I know Up a Baby for sure. If you use their stroller bag and your stroller gets damaged, they will reimburse you for it. Only if you're using their branded stroller bag. So their branded stroller bag, of course, like what, 130 bucks. It's expensive, but we have had our Up a Baby on our flight to Budapest destroyed. Yes, and we did get reimbursed for the airline afterwards, but it took months. And it was obviously a pain because our our up our stroller got pretty beat up on that trip. So if you do bring, if you are getting a stroller, you are bringing a stroller Invest bag. Invest in a bag. Yeah, you know any bag. You can get tons of different ones on Amazon or the brand's bag. So sometimes the brand will cover it. Yes, if you use their bag and just throw the baby stuff right in that bag. So that is a trick to you know not having to squeeze everything into your own personal carry on because I like to have my own carry on with all my stuff in it. Yeah, and just the so same. you know, though, I guess I did, I don't want anyone to mistake my point. When you do put it in the stroller bag and then you check it at the gate, you can't, obviously that thing gets put in underneath the plane, so you can't get to it. So you have to pull out what you need for him on the plane, throw it in the diaper bag because you're not going to be able to get that in the stroller bag, yes. which is put under the plane. So, But that's our little trick to essentially just having carry-ons. I have my carry-on, Heather has hers. We have Wit and his stroller bag and his main all his stuff goes in there in a bag. And then we have the diaper bag, which we use, of course, for anything that he needs on the plane or would need right away. Right. And that's kind of how we break we break down our luggage. Speaking of wit and the stuff that he needs, we're moving on to like away from the bigger items and on to clothes, food, toys, all that kind of good stuff. So we do have a few favorite clothes items, and these aren't specifically for travel. They're obviously can be used for an infant wherever they live. Yeah, wherever they are. But they're the things that when we do travel that we definitely want to have. And number one is to have pajamas. So I don't know what your routine is. We are pretty lax with having a a bedtime routine with Whip because we like to have freedom to do what we want. Which has its pros and and definitely has its cons as we've been experiencing in the last few weeks of sleep. But anyway, 
I the one thing I do like to do is put Wit in pajamas because I feel like then he knows, okay, we're in pajamas, it's time for bed. So on the plane, I like to put him in pajamas, if, especially if it's, I mean, not if it's a day flight, but if it's an overnight flight, I think it makes him comfortable. I put him in the ones with the footies so that he's warm and he's cozy on the flight. This has worked wonders on every flight that's been overnight because he's conked out and slept the entire flights when it's been an overnight flight. We like the Burt's Bees brand. I never knew Burt's Bees made clothing. This is I another thing I learned as a dad. Until we had a baby. But Burt's Bees, the same company that makes your chapstick or chapstick <laughs> that some people use, makes awesome clothing. Like I agree that they just fit well. They're cute. They're cool. I I love them. We even tried to get <laughs> Bur- Wit to be a Burt's Bees model. He didn't win the competition. No, he did not. But up until five, so you could keep re-entering. So yeah. we're hoping eventually he becomes a Burt's Bees. <laughs> anyway, model. we love Burt's Bees, and we love they make clothes and they make pajamas. I like both. And um, if you buy Burt's Bees outfits, their clothes, a lot of times they come with a matching hat, which is another thing that we like to have for on the plane, just like a little baby, you know, like a knit hat. Especially when they're young. Especially when they're young. When he was a newborn, you know, it was really nice. Because because then he's cozy and, you know, airplanes can just be a little bit chilly. So I tend to put a hat on him when he was younger. Another thing that is a must have are these little baby booties. And I kind of, I miss these <laughs> so much because he wore them as a newborn. I guess yeah. they don't make them for infants. No, they they make them. I mean, he wore them up until seven or eight months. Then it was summer and I didn't buy him Sure, okay. So I miss these. Um, but these are called Zutanos and you can buy them on their website, but you can also just get them right on Amazon. They are the only baby booties that I have used that don't fall off. And everybody says this. They just don't fall off. They have a little snap clasp that goes over the foot they're so amazing they make really cozy ones they make fleece ones for in the winter and then they make just cotton ones for the the cooler months now once they start walking i mean yeah they're not shoes they're so not they'll get shoes. worn out if you yeah. if they're walking but around in them they're perfect for traveling because you won't be losing their shoes when you're going around a city or basically anywhere right they're awesome zutanos i love those little booties i miss those (laughs) little booties but now that he's basically walking around i mean again they're cloth so you would you can't use them as shoes per se they'd rip through them if they're walking but if not yeah throw some zoots on your baby be happy never lose a shoe also we're talking about amount of clothing before this too had you you had a not a formula, but you said, all right, if you're going on a seven day trip, how many outfits would you pack? I would say to pack about ten outfits for seven days. And if you're going longer and you can do laundry, you probably still only need ten outfits. The reason I would pack so many is because babies get dirty or, you know, they have accidents or blowouts or whatever, and they oftentimes will go through more than one outfit in a day. So you don't want to pack you know, only a few outfits because you're going to have to be doing laundry all the time every other day. Yeah. And that's not always feasible when you're traveling. So I would say bring a few more outfits per, per, for days that you're gone. Yeah. Usually when we talk about bringing outfits and we're talking to adults and like, how can you pack and just carry them? We're like, all right, well, just pack what you need for a week or even take away one or two outfits and pack what you need for five days because you can always do laundry. You know, you could wear a t-shirt twice if you get the right clothing or or pants twice you know they're adorable that's easy to do unless you're out hiking sweating with kids totally different actually pack more clothes in the amount of days because yeah they're gonna get dirty they're gonna have 
problems on the plane, possibly. <laughs> They're going to have problems in a back alley restaurant in Mallorca. Absolutely. I mean, these things happen. And that being said, I always carry an extra change of clothes in the diaper bag, For no sure. matter what, because I I can't count how many times I've needed that extra. Speaking of dad not knowing how to pack a diaper bag, I've had an issue where I didn't have an extra pair of clothes. It was just Whit and I driving on 76 mm-hmm. into Philadelphia. He had a bit of a problem and uh, had to change him. His clothes could not <laughs> still be worn for certain obvious reasons. And I pulled up to the house in Philadelphia and Heather looks at me and there's Wit in his car seat in just a diaper. Yes. Hanging out. Hanging just out. Just a diaper. So I had no bring extra that clothes. extra set of clothes, Put it, keep it in your diaper bag. Another thing that reminds me of when you have accidents is we carry these little baby garbage bags. I think Arm and Hammer makes them. Now, I'm not a proponent of wasting plastic. I, you know, I want to be good for the environment and, and not just willy-nilly use plastic whenever I want. However, I have to say that when you're in a place, especially if it's like a nice place or you're out on the go and you have, you know, poop all over clothes or a really stinky diaper and you don't have anywhere to put it, having these bags is really, really awesome. So I use them sparingly, but when you need them, it's great to have them. I don't know what they put in these bags, but you put a dirty diaper in there and it doesn't smell. Well, they're scented. Yeah, Yeah, they're like doggy bags. You know what I mean? So (laughs) it's the same type of idea of when you're out with a pet and you need to use a bag. So I think that they're awesome. They, you know, just they're really small, so they're easy to throw in your bag. And I think that they're good for travel. Another really versatile item that we love having is a swaddle blanket. And Heth, you love the one from Aiden and Anise. Anai, I think. Anai. Aiden and Anai. They're really, really nice uh, muslin swaddles. Now, Wit was swaddled when he was a newborn. And when we when he was three months old, he wasn't being swaddled anymore. So when we went to Florida, I didn't bring a swaddle blanket. Well, that was really stupid because we were at the beach and you need to have some type of lightweight blanket to cover them up, to protect them from the sun, if they're napping, whatever, to, you know, after you change them out of their swimsuit to pull, you know, put them in something like that that's not as hot as a towel because it's summery, summer weather. So I did not have a swaddle blanket on that trip. Every trip after I have brought at least one to two swaddles. They they just they're really nice to have on hand for any purpose and they're pretty lightweight to pack. And you have used your cashmere wrap as a swaddle blanket also when it's been colder because yes. usually these swaddle blankets are, are very thin, summery, beachy, whatever. But you've used your cashmere blanket or cashmere wrap as well to swaddle wit in, which has yeah, worked really so well when it's cold. That's something that I have on our EPOP travel guide every year. I love having the cashmere wrap. And yeah, it, does, it serves a dual purpose when you have a baby because you can wrap them up in it. One of Wit's favorite things, and we had to give this its own category because of how much he loves this, is called, well, it's called in our household... A whoopee. A whoopee. But Trav nicknamed his little lovey a whoopee. And if you are a parent, you probably know what a lovey is. It's a small security blanket. They're, it's not really a blanket, it's more, you know, like a square piece of cloth. And Wit loves his elephant whoopee. And we got it from one of our friends before Wit was born. And I had no idea that Wit would like this one because we got a lot of loveys. And this was his favorite one. It is, um, the brand is called Angel Deer. You can find them everywhere, but you can also just find them on Amazon. 
Amazon have them primed right to your house. Which is great because we have had to buy about six <laughs> or seven of these whoobies in the last 10 months because they get lost and all this kind yes, of stuff. They are $13 each. I would recommend if it's your child's security blanket lovey to bring two when you travel because we brought two with us when we went to Budapest and Hungary and he lost one but then we still had one yeah and he he's at the point where he had a hard time sleeping without it it's just what he loves and so this little these whoobies are yeah I said this already but they're worth its weight in gold because this kid loves his whoobies and they're 13 bucks and they're kind of cool. You can get all different yeah, animals. Yeah, he has so. a little elephant, but they have all elephant, sorts of Elephant, penguins, monkeys, all that good stuff. So it's actually something that I enjoy buying them because I know he's going to love it. So make sure your kid has two whoobies if they're traveling in case you <laughs> lose Two whoobies. So let's roll right on into other toys. I mean, we're trying to pack light here, so we're not bringing a whole toy box with us for Whitaker. And I would say before three months, he didn't really need many toys at all, just something like a stroller toy or some teethers. His favorite is Sophie the Giraffe and like Skip Hop brand makes these really cool like a plush... Yeah, plush balls. Plush balls that, you know, have... We call them Wibblies. <laughs> well, not every, I do. People don't always need to know every single thing you name with toys, but they're really cool. They just attach right to the stroller or to the car seat or anything. So just bring something small like that. I would also recommend if your child likes to have a pacifier to make sure you have pacifiers, of course, and to also have a pacifier chain that clips onto their clothes because then you will not be losing their pacifiers all over your travels. And of course, you can find those everywhere sells them. I like the ones on Amazon that have the silicone teething beads because then they also like to chew on that as a teether. So it's a dual purpose, like a toy and a pacifier chain. Those pacifier chains are an ingenious invention that has saved us many of a pacifier. Cause we're like, where, where's the pacifier? We can't find it. And then it's like hanging. It's attached to where we're like, oh no, here it is. We got it. So definitely the pacifier chains for the win there. One last toy if you're looking for something that's very multifunctional and that is the Fisher Price Brilliant Basics Stack and Roll Cups. I bought these for wit. I have taken them on every trip because they pack up pretty small and you can turn them into balls. So you can play with them. It comes with a little ball that's a rattle that you can put inside all the other balls. You can stack them up. I brought them to the beach. I brought them to the pool. He plays with them on the plane. So it's just serves a lot of different purposes and it's $10 and $10 well spent. You can half circle, plastic half circles that you could turn put together to make a full circle or stack them on top of each other or he just usually bites them and that's cool too so yeah, he'll so, use them as i mean it's definitely a good toy to have and you can use it you know in the water or not so either way of course one of the most important things that you'll be bringing with you and you need to make sure you have enough of this is food not only for your kid's well-being but also your state of mind so he's not just screaming his head off when you're on a plane you have nothing to give him especially when they're younger they're gonna need certain types of food and we found there to be a few things that are not little tips and tricks, but that he that Wit has really liked. And these include pouches, puffs, and teething crackers. Yes. But there's a few little extras here. I mean, you probably have seen puffs, and that's, you know, you know what pouches are. You could buy whatever brand you want. But this is where the thing that is probably the cheapest thing we bought him, but has gotten the most comments, comes into play. And that is the spoon. So when your kid has a pouch, you know, you could put it, we used to like 
put it out on a spoon and feed it to him or try to get him to suck it out of it and got all over. They make a spoon that just twists right onto the end of the pouch. You could squeeze out on the spoon, stick that spoon right into your kid's mouth, and he can eat right off it. It's just a spoon for a pouch. It's so cool. It's so amazing. I think that they were under $3 for a pack of two on Amazon. I don't even I will I will try to find the exact name for it for the show notes, but it's the coolest little thing. People everywhere would ask us, like, where did you get that? That's so cool. And until Wit was ready to start feeding himself a little more because now he doesn't use the spoon at all. Like he refuses and he just wants to like squeeze the pouch into his mouth on his own. But for a few months, that was the only thing that we would use to feed him with the pouch and it's super convenient and easy when to pack. We, when we couldn't find the spoon, we were going bonks. I remember <laughs> ripping apart the diaper bag multiple times being, where's the spoon? Where's the spoon? Because you just knew this is how he's going to eat. This is going to make it so much easier. The spoon is great and it twists on every type yeah. of pouch we got. So. Even in Europe. Right. Didn't matter what brand of pouch we were getting. I guess they're all made standard size, the opening of the pouch. Yes. The spoon twists on them all. I found the spoons on Amazon because my friend told me about them. I haven't really seen them in a lot of places. Like, I never saw them at Target. However, when we were in Europe and we were buying baby pouches and stuff, they had the spoons at some of the special, like... Because in Europe, I just want to say this when you're in Europe, for example, when we were in Budapest, we could not find formula diapers and baby pouches at the regular grocery store. You had to go to more like a pharmacy and they would have baby stuff. So, I mean, obviously you would probably figure that out on your own, but just if you want to know in advance, you usually have to go to some type of pharmacy to find baby stuff. Yeah. The other cool thing that we bought that has to do with food that I love is this thing called a boon snack ball and it's it's just a ball with a little lid that that you can twist off and it's a ball to hold food so we would throw his puffs in here and it holds a decent amount of his puffs but what was cool is he's not you know when he's five six months he can't get the lid off himself so he can use the ball as a play toy and like (laughs) knock that around and gnaw on that and try to chew on it or, but meanwhile, he there's doesn't like even know in there. inside there's treats. So it's no, he serving, does know. He knows the treats <laughs> are in there, but he doesn't know how to get them. So it's serving two purposes. Yeah. And that the brand is called Boone. It's the same company that makes that plastic grass drying rack that you put your bottles on. If you're a parent, you probably have one of these. It's that same company. I think the ball was like $5 on Amazon. So between the spoon and the ball, those are the kind of the two things we needed for infants when it came to food. Of course, formula and water, if if your kid needs formula or is using formula, we found that those can be bought at most destinations. Yes. I never made enough milk, so I always had to supplement with formula. And, you know, when we went on our first international trip, I was kind of worried. I did bring a whole bag of formula with me. Which, of course, you should do so that you have enough like during your travel days until you get to a destination. And while they didn't have the exact same brand that I used in the U.S., I mean, especially in Europe, they have like even better brands probably. So you can find formula everywhere. You can find diapers everywhere. So you don't need to pack a ton of that. 
and you can buy it at your destination. Yeah, unless you're going somewhere super remote, you you should be fine with that. Obviously, we always made sure to pack some bottled water, especially when he was younger, the little bottles so that we always had what we knew was, you know, pure, purified water. Yes, and you can take in the, like we would buy the Poland Springs, like the little eight ounce bottles. You could, I would bring two of them in my diaper bag. And if you're going through security, at least in the US, and you tell them they're for the baby, they will let you take it through. Right. Yep. Just another tip that we learned. Yep. Um, last little tip kind of with food is you, you might know this, but if you're, if you're not a parent yet, you, you might not. When the plane takes off or lands, it's always great to be nursing your baby at that point or give them a pacifier. Or a, same, ha- or a bottle. Or a bottle. Them. It's always this, it's the same as for adults, like while you're chewing gum, just to keep their ears from popping and to keep the pressure um, to not have a big effect on them. So that always worked really well for Wit was nursing or a bottle when we were taking off and landing. He never I, had any he's issues. He's never had any issues with uh, taking off or or landing. So there have been times actually when we've had a rough takeoff for landing. He's sitting there all content as can be. I'm like, come on, man. Someone give me something to eat right now. <laughs> so I'm distracted. So that's one of the things that, that has really been helpful to keep him mellow and to keep him kind of uh, placid when we've been taking off and landing. Heather, you mentioned diapers. That's our last little thing to bring. These can be bought at most places. Again, unless you're going somewhere super remote, you're going to be able to find diapers. So sure, make sure you pack enough, but you don't have to go crazy. You're not bringing a crate of diapers on a plane or anything like that. No, it's not necessary. So just make sure that you have enough diapers and wipes in Europe, everywhere carries Pampers if that's the brand that you use. So you should have no trouble finding that. And just make sure that you have enough diapers when you get to the airport because this I think that maybe we our mentioned this parenting fail. Yeah, which I mean, it happens. But when we left Spain for our last and final flight back to the U.S. to end that trip, we stayed one night in um, Palma, Mallorca. And for whatever reason, I had a few, like I probably had seven or eight diapers left from what we had bought on the trip. And I was like, okay, this should be enough to get us home or then I can just buy diapers when we get home. Well, when we got to the airport, I wanted to change Wood's diaper and I couldn't find the diapers anywhere. I was like, where are these diapers? Like I have none in my diaper bag. I knew that I had some in my suitcase. I couldn't find them. So we're like going through the airport trying to find diapers for Wit, and we had to buy some. And we're about ready to get on an eight hour flight. Yeah. So we know uh, we needed that. Di- like there's no yeah. way we're making it without at least one diaper. Yeah. Oh, I was so some. mad. I was so mad. It was crazy expensive. They were basically three times the price of regular diapers. Even the the attendant at the front, the lady who was ringing us up, was like, this can't be the right price. We're like, uh, I don't know. She called another store. Yeah. It's like, I'm really sorry. This is like, they're gouging you. This is crazy. I'm like, yeah, but we need yeah, diapers. It was like that was that. 20 euros for like 20 diapers. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty bad. Yeah. So I was pretty pissed off at that time. And then when we got home and I unpacked my suitcase, I found the seven diapers in my suitcase. I must have just been like really rushing. And my suitcase isn't that big. It's the away travel carry on. And I don't know. But I definitely had a mom fail. I bought diapers, whatever. We wasted a few extra dollars. But make sure you have some with you, but they can be bought everywhere, even the airport. And one last note on diapers if you are going somewhere that you're going to be swimming with a pool with a beach and really if you're traveling you you probably should be putting that on your list somewhere (laughs) that you could swim we used a reusable swimmy diaper you can buy those after you bought them on amazon but you can get them at target walmart anywhere that they sell 
diapers. Usually they have these reusable swimming diapers. You can also buy the swimmies, um, the disposable ones at most places. If it's a beach place, like when we were in Majorca, they had them everywhere because everyone goes there on vacation and they need Right. diapers for their kids and everyone so, has their kids there you can find those but if you want to invest in just one reusable one then you know that you have it and there we used it a lot it's pretty easy i mean if your kid poops in it then it's a little more challenging and then you don't have anything else for them to swim in until you wash it so you know yeah it's you a protective do. measure yeah it doesn't get in the pool at least and that's the big <laughs> thing you don't want to be the parent whose kid pooped in the pool and everyone has <laughs> to leave not. and then it's closed for a day because that's probably that might be my biggest thing that i'm worried about your biggest fear is like being <laughs> the parent whose kid has pooped in the pool and everyone's just looking at you like no nope, now, now everyone has to get out of the pool <laughs> please don't i hope that never happens to me we have just a few more tips here at the end to wrap it up with one, Heather, you found this awesome website that is Airbnb for families with kids, like specifically houses that are kid friendly. They have cribs, they have toys, they High have blah, chairs, blah, 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 blah. things like that. And that website is called Kid and Co. That's Kid and Co. C O E at the end.com. And they're beautiful homes. So yeah, it seems to be pretty upscale. Yeah, it's a little upscale. I mean, some of them are affordable, some of them are on the higher end. But if that's something that's important to you, that you don't have to even think about bringing toys or bringing a pack and play and all that stuff. This would be a great source for you to kind of check them out. And they're they're all um vetted by the company, Kids and Co. Company. So, you know, it's not just like with Airbnb, it's kind of like having the VIP Airbnb where it's definitely a Yeah, there's really some oversight hot, like, there. Yeah, there's a Yes, there's oversight on Airbnb. So on this website, you know that what you're getting is going to be a very good experience, basically. Right. So you can check that out, Kid & Co. Uh, it's not everywhere in the world right now. It's certain countries and cities. But check that out. Another tip, we kind of mentioned this at the top. Hotels do usually have cribs. So call ahead. Make sure you're getting one. Um, you know, a lot of times you call. They might even have more than crib. You know, they might have high chairs. They might have all types of stuff. So... Um, if you are traveling, you're going to hotels, just go ahead, see what they have, see what you can get, see what you can snag. Also, planes, some of them have the baby bassinet. So if you call ahead, uh, you might be able to get a ba snag a baby bassinet. We were able to do that on one of the flights, which was awesome because then Wit had something to sleep in that was a little more comfortable, you know, than sleeping on a, a seat or something like or something. But like that those matter. only go up to 20 pounds. Right. And I think so. Kind of the third tip, we already mentioned this, car seats are really expensive or can be really expensive to rent. So consider bringing your own. If you're if you're going to need a car seat for a long period of time, consider bringing your own. Or feasibly, you might be able to buy a car seat at that place if, if you're going to be renting for a week or longer that might be cheaper than actually renting a car seat. So that's one of the reasons we love to do in a stroller is because it is the car seat and the stroller in one. And therefore... You know, you you know that you're having a car seat with you. You don't have to worry about that. So that's kind of our experiences over the last 10 months of traveling with an infant. Some of the things we learned, some of the things, again, I wouldn't say mistakes we made, but lessons learned over yes, 10 months, sure. multiple flights, some of them international, some of them just domestic, some of them really great, some of them not as great. Those are the kind of the ins and outs that we've learned. If you guys have any other suggestions, because again, we're new parents. We've only had WIP for 10 months. If you have other suggestions or you hear us recommend something, you're like, oh, I know another product that 
that does something similar to that, or I've had that experience, let us know. You can tweet us at Pack of Peanuts. You can let us know on Instagram. Of course, you can also send us an email as well. We're always looking for for feedback and looking for new products or new tips for traveling with an infant. Those are just some of the ones that we've experienced. And you could check everything we talked about out in the show notes. So we will link up every product. So if you're like, I don't remember what the heck those boots were. They're called Zutanos, but you can't remember it. Or you want to check out the spoon or <laughs> the puff ball, or you want to check out the Duna stroller. And you can see the Duna specifically at extrapackofpeanuts.com slash Duna. But we'll link everything in the show notes. You can get that extrapackofpeanuts.com slash shows. Also, don't forget, we have a few other projects that we work on that are all about helping you travel better, travel cheaper, travel longer. We have an app, Jetto. You can go to letsjetto.com or you can find Jetto, J-E-T-T-O, on the App Store or the Google Play Store. That will get you the cheapest flights anywhere in the world. You pick the airport you want to fly out of or the airports, and that will send you airfares that are usually 40% off or more. So think half trips to Europe for 400 bucks. Amazing trips to Australia, New Zealand for seven hundred bucks. Trips to Asia for five hundred bucks. You get it. You know we do domestic stuff as well. When an awesome airfare comes up, we send it right to your phone. You could check it out. You could check out all the details. You can even book from your phone if you want. Totally free to download. That's the Jetto app. You can get it on the App Store or Google Play Store. So no matter what phone you have, there are no excuses for not having the Jetto app. Also, if you're looking to go location independent, you want a to build a life where you can work from anywhere and you can travel whenever you want, locationindie.com. Hop on the email newsletter there. We've got tons of freebies. We've got our side hustle success guide, which we'll give you for free. We'll also let you know when we open up the community again because it's only open a few times a year for you to join. But you can hop on the email newsletter list at any time. So go do that right now, locationindie.com. Big shout out to our sponsor, Tortuga Backpacks. Check them out. Best travel care on backpacks out there, tutugabackpacks.com. Use that promo code EPOP, E-P-O-P, all capital letters. That'll get you 10% off your entire order. There we have it, guys. Thanks for your continued support. Wit thanks you as well. He loves all of you for listening to our podcast. He tells us every night <laughs> how thankful he is that his parents get to be travel podcasters. So thank you for the support, as always, that makes us the number one rated travel podcast on Apple Podcasts. And until next time, happy free travels. I'll show you Paris soon.